Well, what do we got over here? A couple of subscribers? A couple of subscribers? Hey, thank you for liking this and subscribing. And if you didn't, you're soft, so you need to do that now. Hit the comment section if you want to ask me questions. I got your Alan Iverson's all day. Hey, Don. The sole purpose of the podcast is entertainment. The opinions and the views expressed in the show are not based on any fucking facts. No parties are liable, and all comments are made in parody. If you're offended, go punch yourself. Not really. Don't do that thing. Don't harm yourself in any way, and don't do any of the shit that we're talking about. Enjoy the show! By the phone reel is part of the room. How you doing? You are tuned into the realest chance. How you doing? You doing? Once a champ, always a champ, forever champion. You are listening to the realest champion. Rolling. Bada boom, realest pod in the room. We are back, the realest champs podcast. I am kicking it in the stew uh, right outside the boxing gym. We just had UFC fighter Mickey Gall in here. And I feel bad for Luis Gomez's, you know, opponent. Uh, Shout out the skanks. All the skanks, legion of skanks. Uh, Luis Gomez has been training here at State of Fitness Boxing Club. It's awesome to have him, seeing him in there with a UFC fighter. It was funny. We were outside, and I just heard somebody hitting mitts, and it was Mickey Gall's war cry, and, like, you couldn't mistake it. Like, there is a difference when you're on the block, and you hear guys in there hitting a bag, and you know what I mean? Yeah, but, dude, so I, I'm sure there's some silent assassins out here, but, bro, Mickey was hitting that fucking bag, and then he was hitting mitts, and, and you just heard, ah, ah, ah. I went in there, uh, had Mickey show me a one-two, one-two. Maybe I'll use it at New Japan. Shout out all the New Japan stands. Your fucking sausage link fingers jamming up your keyboards. You fucking got Doritos underneath your fingernails. <laughs> you know, you people. Very particular person. They're not like the fans that I have that, you know, are the casual viewer, I would say, in, in sports entertainment, where I get recognized walking to the mall and I go to the giant game and shit gets lit and, you know, how you doing and soft, right? These ain't those people. They, these are these are a bitter bunch, I'll tell you that right now. I think, you know, the, the, and I can't speak to all of them. Maybe I got a fan that's a New Japan fan as well, but he's a dime a fucking dozen. If I had a dime for every time I had one, I would have zero dimes. So me and um, Big Bill, as you would call him now, we did an uh, invasion. It was the best thing that ever happened in New Japan, hands down. Best thing that ever happened, Ring of Honor, hands down. Led to the demise, quite honestly, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a match or two left on the table there and maybe still need to be had. And uh, I got a smoke alert yesterday, smoke alert on my, on my IG. Matt Cardona, I Sharona, Matt Cardona. He's fucking bitch. He's got balls, I'll give him that, this guy. He had the nerve to say my name. I told him, fuck, you hear that, bro? Hey. You say my name and fucking shit flies off the walls here, okay? <laughs> This guy, uh, this guy Cardano, uh, I gotta give him credit where credit's due. The Amore Credit Bureau ain't gonna be breathing down his neck anytime soon. He took the, you know, ball and ran with it, and I saw it coming from a million miles away. 
he loves the wrestling. He loves the business. And uh, he calls himself the deathmatch god or some shit. He's out of his fucking bird if he thinks I'm having a fucking deathmatch with him. Kiss my ass. All right, pal. I'll fucking wrestle your ass. I'll beat the fucking shit out of you. Fuck this guy, you. I, you know, he's a two-pump chump. He's, he's, you know, in a, in a, in a you know, weight room, in a locker room. You know, these, these people, that, they call them body guys. They come out, they wrestle in their fucking underwear. You know what I mean? The, the wrestlers, like... You know, Hulk Hogan, hey, look at yeah. some of the greats, Stone Cold, uh, The Rock. They come out and they wrestle in their underwear. You know, it's why not is who that, I am. Though? Why is that? Maybe that's why the wrestling fan doesn't a fucking pre That's why I don't have the New Japan stand, you know what I mean? I don't go out here in my fucking tights for you to see my fucking brajul. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't want to go out there in my underwear. So the ones that do, though, you know, they're a particular type guy, I got to say. You know what I mean? They love the business. They love pro wrestling. And uh, not to say that I don't. I love it as well. But, I, but, but, you know, I'll never compromise cool for fucking, you know, wrestling. You know what I mean? And shout out Super Rare had me fitted for the, uh, for the New Japan All-Star Junior Classic. And everybody knows. Everybody knows I'm a star. I take media showers. You can't have a fucking... All-Star Junior Classic without a star there. And everybody knows. I was there, right? I was at New Japan. I was in a locker room. I walked around. I smacked everybody the fuck around. I called them a bunch of bitches. I told them what fucking time it was. And nobody did shit. So they know this fucking energy is real. Huh. Huh. Hit him with a Ric Flair. Huh. No, I need a... Yeah, there it is. We got Rick Ross and Ric Flair on that. So, yeah, man, let, uh, you know, let, let the people talk. You know, I, would you rather be in a VIP section or in the comment section, motherfucker? So uh, let them live. Let them live. But, you know, just if you bring that, uh, that heat on my page, no, you get blocked immediately. And it ain't even by me. I got p other people logged into my account, right? And if they see any negative comment on, my, on that shit, whop, blocked. I don't even have to read that shit. What, what, you know what I mean? It doesn't even get to me, bitch. So, uh <laughs> Uh, I, I did have the pleasure of uh, doing a New Japan show, which would be a first. Uh, and I have to say, here's how this goes, right? I'm in Vegas for three days right before I go to New Japan. And I gave myself plenty of time. I did an old WWE thing, right? If you got a show, you better book yourself with like four backup flights. You know what I'm saying? You got to get to that show. You better be backed up. So I'm flying out on fucking Thursday at like 9 a.m., okay? My flight gets canceled. God, now I'm man. in Vegas. It's raining in Vegas. So I'll get, I'll get to Vegas in a second. So I'm in Vegas, and I'm stuck there at the airport, and I end up on a red eye to go have my first match with this company, New Japan, right? Like fucking great. So I don't get flat. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I wish I could have got flat. That's all. I slept sitting up. I get to fucking Jersey. I got to get in the car, drive to my house, get my shit. And old wrestlers always bring their gear everywhere they go. That's on me. I didn't bring my gear to Vegas. I thought I had plenty of time. So I go get my gear. I get changed. I fucking shower. I get in the car. I go to Philly, right? Now, I can't sell it. I can't tell anybody that, oh, yeah, I was just in Vegas for three days and I feel like a dog shit and I'm fucking tired, right? Because this is how pro wrestling works. It's like Vince McMahon don't sleep. 
right? And he runs the big company. Well, the guy who booked me, Rocky Romero, he just had a wrestling match in Mexico City, came in on a red eye. He's booking the show. He's the producer of the show. He's running around with his head cut off. And then he's got to be in a ladder match in the main event. So what, you're going to sell the fact that you just got on a red eye from Vegas? You know what I'm saying? So man up. Uh, you know, I didn't have to do much. It was a six-man tag. So that's uh, that was cool. But, uh, you know, just, just vibes all around, uh, getting back into it. You know, like I was saying, there's a lot of pro wrestling fans that, uh, you know, they'll drag your name through the mud. Let them talk that shit. Give a fuck. So, uh, my fans, the casual fans, you know, the reason why I do this thing, pro wrestling, I loved it when I was a kid, and we got a kid in the house, Landon, right now. He just came to my wrestling match. I had it Six Flags, Great Adventure. I was a vigilante in Gotham City for a day. I laid the law down. The shit was fire. Everybody had a great time, but more importantly, the kids had a great time, right? So when you're a kid and you play with action figures, okay, that's all I ever wanted to be was an action figure, to win a title, to to be able to do that thing. And, And then once you do that thing, get over it, you mark I got a match potentially coming up, a fight with Matt Cardona, okay? And if, and if Instagram would have let me say how it would have happened, because you can't threaten people on Instagram. Now they tell you, like, if you say something, they're like, are you sure you, you want to send that comment? Or you, most people are editing these or something like that. It's like a little alert. I was like, bitch, I'm going to fuck you. You know what I mean? And they're like, you can't say that. I was like, all right, well, I can't say that. All right. So here's what I will tell you. If Instagram would let me, I'll take an action figure. It's going to go up your ass and out your mouth. This guy's got a fucking fetish for action figures. I can't even imagine what he's doing in a bedroom. This guy's a fucking weirdo. All right. He loves pro wrestling. He gets in little tights and he plays with toys and he's a grown ass man. He loves toys so much that he has a podcast all about it. And you know who he talks to? The New Japan Stance. The fucking weirdos who are grown-ass men who play with toys. All right? I got my own figure. All right? And I got Sting here because it's got a vibrator on it for guys like fucking you, Matt Cardona. Come around and go play with that. All right? Everybody knows that Sting's, okay? (laughs) You're, you're, You're... you're doing wrestling for those people? No, I think that Cardona is even above that. I think he plays their fiddle and laughs at them, and, and I can appreciate that. And maybe that's why he wants to fight me, because he knows I don't give a fuck. So the wrestling fan that plays with toys and collects, you know, uh, magazines and shit like that, you know, and posters and comes around and, you know, these people, they don't have that energy when they see you in person. They see you in person, it's all love, unless they're in a crowd, and when people are in a crowd, gang mentality, then they can bow up, and then they can get tough, and if they're behind a guardrail, they can do one and the same, but when I see them at meet and greets, and when I'm at, you know, WrestleCon, or here or there, they come up to my table, and when I'm out, and you see the hair, they come up to me, and they say, how you doing, because they love pro wrestling, and so the fuck do I, okay, we share one thing in common, and that's about the fuck it, because... You take it to an extreme when you start talking about it on the internet, and that is the people that, you know, Matt Cardona has been playing like a fiddle. If you don't see that, people, I don't know what to tell you. They love to dive in. They love to talk that shit, and he feeds it, and he feeds it. It's like fucking Ryback, feed me more. Matt Cardona has lit the indie scene on fire uh, with what he's done in that regard. 
right? But you cater to those people. And me, I don't cater to nobody. If you're real, then fuck it. Come jump on the bandwagon. We real in this bitch. Uh, I wanted to be a toy, but what did I do to become one? I kept it real, kept it 100 and just like the pants, the swag, it's like everything I ever wanted to be was literally encapsulated. So if I did that, odds are, if you're watching this or you're a hater, that I lived the dream and it was probably yours. Hate ain't nothing but love disguised by jealousy, all right? And you're swimming in a jealous sea. You're drowning in one. Hate to see you walk on water. They say it's because you couldn't swim, right? And I fucking I float like a boat, swing like a G. But the reason why I'm me and what I do is for kids like Landon, who's over here, who I brought in the ring at the show. My man, Eric, I brought him over to guardrail. Yeah, I brought him in the ring. I lifted him up like Simba and the Lion King. We were having a good time. I do it for the kids, the casual fan that sees me in the mall, that doesn't talk about wrestling or know when it's trending, that maybe just watches that one show that is a staple in America, the WWE show, the, the, the brand that I built under that umbrella so now to travel outside the confines of that world is going to be a, a bumpy road of you know haters that quite frankly send it like i want all the smoke i don't give a fuck bring your bring your heat my way but when when we talk about you know i was in pittsburgh pennsylvania less than a year ago i was wrestling a, a member of the bullet club um juice robinson a buddy of mine, actually, in NXT, we came up in FCW together, uh, and I always wanted to wrestle him one-on-one, -on -one, and we got to have that match. And the night that I did, I was in Pittsburgh, and a mom comes up to me, and she's got tears in her eye, and her son comes rolling up, and he's jumping up and down, and he's saying all the words to my shit, and I'm just, you know, this is what I live for, and this is my moment. This is why I came to Pittsburgh. I don't know... God sent me here to meet somebody, and this is it. Like, I don't look too big in a moment. It's like, you ever see DMX when he's sitting in prison, and they interview him, and they're like, yo, DMX, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you, how do you feel about being in jail? And da, da, da. And he's like, God sent me here to meet somebody. I don't know who it was. Haven't met him yet. Been here a little while, but I'm going to run into him, and I'm going to have a message for him. And I was like, damn, yo, that was some deep-ass shit, DMX. Love you, bro. R.I.P. So... I'm in Pittsburgh, and this kid comes up to me, and the mom says, when he was born, he was a mute and never spoke, and he never said any words, and he loved pro wrestling, and he was watching the show, and the first words that ever came out of his mouth was him running around the living room going, my name is Enzo Amore, and I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. Imagine that. Imagine that. I broke the fuck down. I'm a... I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. You know what I mean? Two things I've never been, a liar or a pussy, you know? And I, But I'll fucking cry. I'll, I'll let them bitches go. You ever watch The Notebook? Y'all love, y'all love, y'all believe in a thing called love. So this kid, those are the first words he ever said. And uh, that's your purpose, Eric. Like, if you're me, like that, okay. Like, it's way bigger than pro wrestling. It's way bigger than people talking about what you do on the mat or what you do backstage or what you've done uh, in your career or what you do in music or what you do in any realm of life. When that moment has happened, when that has taken place, and it's, and it's taken place on a grand scale where it's not the first time it's happened to me where someone comes up to me and relays the information that, you know, their child found confidence or their child 
I was their favorite wrestler and they their first words were my entrance. That to me is why you do this thing. The toys for the kids, not the toys for the adults. Okay? That's why I do this. I love pro wrestling as much as I've ever loved anything in the world, but I loved it more when I was a kid and I thought it was fucking real. And I thought those guys were really fighting. You know, I remember the first few fist fights I got into, I lost when I was a kid because I thought like you could swing like from back here and throw it as hard as you could at the guy and he wouldn't move. You know what I mean? Like I just remember throwing haymakers and the guy just ducking them and getting up and bopping me and be like, bang. Bang, bitch. oh my God, getting teed off on because I thought wrestling was how people fought. You know what I mean? And it's like you learn, man. Uh, you know, you can't just body slam people and expect them to lay down and stay there for the elbow drop. You know, so I, uh, I, I, you know, I love this for the reasons that there's, you know, kids who do it. And why would I want to make a comeback into pro wrestling? The truth is, like, my goddaughter, she has no idea who Enzo Amore is. You know what I mean? She's, she's, she's at an age where, like, she now, it's cool. Wrestling is cool. The kids in her school are watching it. And it's like, my parents, they loved it. They loved it more than anything to come see me do that shit. I was so burnt out on it for a minute, and I didn't want to deal with the bullshit that came along with it and the politics. So now it's like, man, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. you got to eat a shit sandwich and learn to like the taste of it, as they would say. In the WWE, if you want to do it on a big scale for your little goddaughter to see. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying here I got to pay my dues. Motherfucker, I'm 10 toes down 10 years into this shit. I've been doing this shit for a decade. And, you know, there's, there's, there's something called a heel in pro wrestling. And it's like playing the heel is, is easy. You could just shit on people. You could just, you know, be like, hey, Philadelphia, how you doing? Like, Boo, yeah, because you're in Philly. Boo, you know what I mean? But it's like, if you get an opportunity to be on a big stage, plant some seeds, maybe talk some shit about some people that you want to work with down the line, make some enemies, and just say, fuck them all. You know what I mean? Me against the world. And that's how I feel in the wrestling business. If people want to talk shit, like, they ain't saying my name out loud, motherfucker. You don't hear my name come out of motherfucker's mouth. They ain't dumb enough. I get on this fucking thing called Instagram for all you motherfucking stands, including the ones at New Japan, and just rip you a new asshole, dog. And I'll shove every action figure ever made right up it, dog. And that goes for fucking Matt Cadonna. All right? Get the fuck out of here, bro. So, you know, enough about wrestling. So we go into... Las Vegas, Nevada, which, yeah. by the way, hell of a venue I discovered. Talked to some very importante people. Wow. Shout out to Circa Casino. Shout out to Mayhem. Shout out to Tommy G and all the people affiliated with the gambling that took place when we were in Las Vegas. It was miraculous. I have joined the likes of uh, Mayhem Sportsbooks and Circa Casinos and Stadium Swim uh, to perform fantasy football drafts, live stream them, and then take it to the season and go end zone to end zone with it. End zone to end zone. So the the fantasy football world is something that I want to tap into, but I don't expect all my fans to come along with me. But I, I, I expect to make some new ones in this world because everybody knows that I, I'm, I'm fucking a college educated. I got a lot of knowledge. My science teacher made a long more. Well, what do we got over here? A cup of vipers? Cup of vipers? 
Pit Vipers, the official glasses of Bada Boom, realest podcast in the room, the realest champs. Or work off piss. I know science. I know chemistry, and I know it when I when I don't have chemistry with a motherfucker, and they got to get out the room. And in this room with Tommy G, we were lighting the world on fire, talking about fantasy football. And that is a wheelhouse of mine. I'm a former WWE NXT fantasy football champion. I think in its maybe first or second year. Honestly, it's still going that league. So. I love fantasy football. I went out there for this draft out in uh, out in Stadium Swim, bro. No, now you know in Old Vegas, which is downtown Vegas, which is like you see that famous sign for Las Vegas. There's a it's a cool little part of town, right? But there's a brand new sports betting book in this casino that has TVs everywhere playing every sport going on around the world, but they have a fucking theater. It's like, the, it's like an IMAX, like a beyond IMAX. It's the side of a building. They got the side of a building making a whole fucking, and, and then all the hotel rooms look at it. So if you're in your room and you got your windows open, you can watch all the games. So shit gets lit on Sunday during the fucking football season and Saturday for college football. So I'm working with Circa. We're going to be um, in and out of there. Doing a lot of shit with them. I'm excited. Uh, fantasy football draft. I don't recommend it, but I did it. I went four running backs. I was at pick seven. Okay, pick seven. Right there in the middle. I went B. John Robinson. Reached for Jamar Gibbs. Went and took both running backs back-to-back. Brace Hall, Dalvin Cook for the Jets. We play two flexes, which means you got two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a quarterback, and then you could play a wide receiver running back or a tight end at the flex position. So I've got both Jets running backs at my flex. That's the way I feel about that. I got Odell Beckham Jr., another, I forget, it was like Jordan Addison, Mike Evans, Nico Collins, I think. Darren Waller. Cole Cremet. Justin Fields is my QB. Had, had, had 20 picks on a board, so the bench was deep. Uh, I, I Usually an ESPN, a Yahoo draft, it's like, I think, 16 picks. This was 20, so you got a deep bench, and there's no trades allowed in the league. Wow. But you can still claim people off waivers. So How'd I'm excited about tackling fantasy football. I won't do that fucking too much right here. Um, I'm going to Tennessee this week. Uh, we're going to be in Memphis doing some Jerry Lawler shit, dude. Uh, shout out Jerry Lawler. I hope he's doing well. Uh, so good to me. Love that man. Uh, the match I had with him and the promos I was able to cut on him leading up to the match I had. The most, Some of the most fun I've ever had in the wrestling business was creating the Jerry Lawler promos and then having a casket match with him in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Uh, you know, that's bucket list shit, and I got to do that, and I'm so honored and privileged. So I hope Jerry gets back. I know he's in his 70s. I know he's had his health issues. I hope he gets back on his feet, and I hope he gets in the fucking ring and has a proper last match. He's the fucking man. Um, but, yeah, uh, we just did do, do, do a bunch of traveling, and now I'm heading to Tennessee for the end of the month. Shout out Scattered Brains. Uh, Struggle Jennings, Jelly Roll, and that whole camp out there that make hits. Um, the last two tracks on my album, 
Stunner and Hacksaw kind of gave an indication as to where I'm heading musically down to the motherfucking south. I'm fucking Jersey. I'm Jersey through and through. But there's a, you know, I built a brand in Florida. I built my brand in the south. I played college football in Maryland, which is south of the Mason-Dixon line. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love it down there. And Tennessee has kind of become a home for me. I go there all the fucking time. I'm in Nashville. I got a place to stay when I'm there, a room I could you know, throw some bread at my homie and I post up and we fucking have a great time. The Giants opened up the season there last year, dude. Best game ever. Can't wait for the season kickoff. Giants, Cowboys, Sunday night football. It's going to be a fucking movie. Uh, and the Jets got Sunday night football too. No, no, the Jets got, no, oh, Jets got game. Monday night. Giants got game. Sunday night. Yeah. So back to back, good luck with the stadium crew. Holy shit, imagine flipping MetLife for the fucking Sunday night football to the Monday night football. Get to work. Get to work. They drop a bus off at that motherfucker, bro. And it's just Jets-Buffalo Monday night, too, which is a great matchup. Yeah, Jets-Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers, I didn't see the latest episodes of Hard Knocks. I need to see that. That's great. It's going to be good, no? He talks about the crib he got. What's that? He talks about the crib he just got in Montclair. Oh, he talks about the crib he got in Montclair? Man, he just (laughs) moved to the town I moved out of, bro. I was living up in Montclair. Uh, shit was lit. It's a nice, nice area. So, exactly. I, I, oh, out there in Montclair. You Montclair know? is nice. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm surprised he went there, though. Me too. I would. I thought he was going to go like Staten Island or something like that. No. Staten Island? <laughs> what are you fucking out of your mind? Who the fuck goes to Staten Island? You fucking stupid. Someone not from New York. I don't know. Oh, my God. Nah, nah, nah. He got good advisors, bro. He knows where he's going, bro. He hit up late Lizard and said, hey, hey, Alan Lizard, where'd you move? Fucking a condo in Hackensack. No, that motherfucker got paid, too. But uh, they need to they need to shot up, what, Route 3? Just straight to the stadium, straight, I guess? Yeah. That's, that's not a bad drive. Nah. Like yeah, 20, I guess Montclair makes sense. A lot of these motherfuckers would move to Wyckoff, Upper Saddle River, Saddle River, oh, Alpine. But that you know what? Alpine's right up. You 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 don't that's where Jay-Z and them are at, but they're on 9W, so they just cross straight onto the GWB, George Washington Bridge, and headed to the city down the West Side Highway, get anywhere they want to be in Manhattan. I don't think Aaron's trying to get to Manhattan much. Yeah. He, he's just trying to get to East Rutherford. He's just trying to get down to, <laughs> down to the stadium. And Florham so. Park, that's where they train at, at Florham Park. Florham Park? Where is that? Florham Park is more like, it's like uh, by Parsippany and uh, Troy Hills, all that area. Man, they got a mall over there. Yeah, Short Hills Mall. Short Hills Mall. There you go. There. I remember DJing back. My dad was a DJ and my cousin Jay Lyons. He had this Lions Entertainment DJ, and he got a he got a uh, contract with Bloomingdale's, right? So he would hire motherfuckers to go stand in Bloomingdale's and DJ, like play techno. And I would go play techno at that Bloomingdale's in Short Hills Mall, standing there with my DJ speakers and my little fucking mixer. Oh, thank God those days are done. Should I get back into DJing? Fuck it, dude. You can't put me in the club scene again. (laughs) I'm out of there, dude. The club scene ain't the bar scene, and the bar scene ain't the fucking, you know, the the car scene, dude. I'd rather sit in a car and smoke pot with my homie than fucking go to the bar and the clubs. (coughs) Smoke them like a boy. 
Yeah, so I got um, nothing but heat and hatred coming from the New Japan stands. Bring it on. Um, I'll probably address them in the media. And by media, I mean my own media enterprise, my gram, uh, where I will just bitch slaughter these motherfuckers. Uh, say uh, we could just do it here on the podcast, but I ain't about to air you out here when I got a million on the gram. See, this is this is the small time we're getting this shit off the ground type vibes, and that bitch is like established ground here. Well, you're gonna drop a flag in that motherfucker. Let them everybody know. Uh, I appreciate all my fans, the real ones out there, the ones who do catch me in the mall, the kids that learned how to speak. Uh, on account of great WWE programming that I was a part of at a fucking very great time and. In, in uh in, in wrestling history and you can't erase the history books bitch it happened number one merch seller rookie year action figure title belt left the business with one around my waist and as i make my way through this you know fucking shark infested water you know just remember i'm the boat and i'm just gonna float through that bitch and and, and, and you know Got a huge deck. You could all hop on board or you can hop off. You can't swim. Throw your barbell for it. Throw your life raft. Haters see you walk on water. Say it's because you couldn't swim. We got a whole lot in the tank and the tank ain't never empty, bitch. And the, and, and, and the boat still runs on gas. You know, fucking high octane, dude. 94 unleaded. Motherfucking premium, dog. Fuck your super ass, bro. All you superhero ass, loving ass, fucking Mark motherfuckers. Come showing up to a show dressed up like fucking Spider-Man, bro. I'm one to talk. I'll shoot a fucking web at you, motherfucker. Put you in my net and just blast it out on the net, all right? That's a bet. Put your money on me because, you know, if when you're betting on yourself and against yourself, you can't lose, dog. And I'm, there's a reason why I'm not all in. Is a chip on my shoulders worth more than any in the fucking pile, bro. Step on my fucking name. You can't step on my neck. They can't hold a good man down. I always get the fuck back up. That's what this thing life is. You talk shit and I just fucking run right through it, dog. And just shit all over my shoes. Then I walk in your house. I leave that shit all over the fucking rug. I go roll up your oriental rug, smoke a fucking blunt out of it, go fucking in your refrigerator take all the ice cream out put it on the fucking counter eat a meal and leave not after i don't take a shit in the top part of your toilet that's an upper decker i wipe my ass with your favorite t-shirt straight up out of your closet i leave your house like that and i'll fucking write my name which by the way is a signature it's a penis and i drew it on my license i wipe my name and the shit you talk on me all the fucking all the way right across your fucking rug welcome home it's my fucking house now. How you fucking doing? Welcome to the world that I live in, bro. It's my world. You're just living in it. You talk shit. You stands. I will fucking rip you a new asshole, dog. Ain't nobody fucking with me out here on the internet. People are stupid, and I'm fucking smart. You know what I mean? It's smarter than your average bear, okay, boo-boo? You know what I mean? You can't teach this shit. Just turn it off on him. Just turn it off. Should we just let him fry? I'll fry you like a fucking egg, dude. Put one in your shoe and scramble, motherfucker. This ain't the fucking fight you want. Not what real one, dude. I'm one and done. Let you like a blunt. I want all the smoke. I take it to the head. Bullet Club is fucking 50 people smoking one blunt, dude. How is those merch splits working out for you motherfuckers? Okay? And I don't even sell t-shirts no more. There's a reason why. People ain't buying them, motherfucker. And I ain't stupid. Okay? I'm a heel in your world. And heels don't sell merch. Heels get in the ring, and they make other people look like they belong there. They're just regular schmegulars. They're just schleps. I step right over them. Just like I took baby steps into the business and stepped over Matt Cardona along the way. Oh, here's my first little baby step. I'm holding the side of a table, and I just, ooh, there's Matt Cardona. 
Let me step over him. Dick riding ain't no fucking form of transportation rider. Float like a boat, swing like a jig. Hey, duh. What do we got over here? A couple subscribers? couple subscribers hey thank you for liking this and subscribing and if you didn't you soft so you need to do that now hit the comment section if you want to ask me questions i got your alan iverson's all day hey don